This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, November 3rd, wherever and however you're connected on Election Day, Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYU Athletics campaign ad consultant, Jerem Jordan. Now, there have been a lot of options these days, and today is certainly a, a great day. I see your I Voted sticker. Yes. I, I turned it in a few weeks ago. It was great. It was nice to just mail it in, which I've been doing for years here, so that was an easy process for me. But uh, we have something special cooked up today for the candidate that matters the most. Yeah, listen, we know that you're worn out with just a barrage of campaign ads, but bear with us. For just one more this Election Day 2020 in the most critical race of all. This November, remember, there's only one candidate who soars above the rest. Are you worn out from Power 5 politics? Are you tired of Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State monopolizing a tradition built on fairness for all teams? Then take a stand and vote BYU quarterback Zach Wilson for Heisman. Clemson's Trevor Lawrence spends 10 hours blow-drying his perfect hair, while BYU Zach Wilson drives 10 hours one way to perfect his quarterback craft. Mac Jones of Alabama was handed a silver spoon of five-star players. BYU's Zach Wilson refines his teammates into gold with his bare hands. And how about Ohio State's Justin Fields? He's been on the sidelines for seven weeks while Zach Wilson was compiling seven wins in a global pandemic. Take it from a man who won the Heisman. We are watching one of the best college football players in the country. Vote Zach Wilson for Heisman and end the Power 5 politics. His name is Zach Wilson, and we're pretty sure he approves of this message. Paid for by Cosmo. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's we the can candidate. all get on board for that. That's the candidate we believe in. None of this Power 5 politics, you know? <laughs> Come on. Rob Tinney, by the way, one of our uh, audio students, c- composed some of that music. Amazing, Rob. How about that? Well done. Pretty cool. All involved... Huge project and a much-needed one for the happiness of BYU fans moving forward. Yeah, tonight's election night. I'm like, oh, I'm, I got the Satake show. I wouldn't even be watching. <laughs> I got, I'll be behind the scenes, man. You've already voted for your candidate that matters, Zach Wilson. I wish I could vote for Zach Wilson. Me too. Yeah. Here is your election day lineup on BYUSN. After you vote for Zach Wilson, listen to the BYU hype train engineer and NFL draft insider Cam Meller. Why he believes... Wilson is a lock to get selected in the first round this spring. Zach can help us cause for sure on all accounts with the win on Friday night. Does margin matter on all accounts or in the final score rather versus Boise plus my one-on-one with BYU wide receiver Dax Milne. What's life like as a roommate of Zach Wilson? Of course, besides watching The Bachelorette. Once a week. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Number nine, Brigham hits the road this week to play at number 21, Boise State. Not sure if you heard that yet. Seeking an undefeated season to continue and first win on the blue. Kalani Stocky gives an update on the injured Zane Anderson. Yeah, Zane is a, a game time decision. Um, we're, we're hoping, so he's not out for this week. So we're hoping to see a lot of improvement in the next couple days. Um, he's played a lot of football for us, and so it's just a matter of. Does he have enough uh, practice time this week? 
uh, for what we're going to see, uh, you know, and uh, can he perform. But uh, we're going to trust him and, and athletic training room to, to get him ready, and, and then that decision will be made on the field at, at, up in Boise. Is an injured Zane Anderson a better option than the backups? We will discuss. BYU Sports Nation's beloved Heisman candidate, Zach Wilson, currently has 30-1 to 1 odds to win college football's most prestigious award. Those are currently the fourth best odds of any player in all the land. Zach trying to join Ty Detmer in 1991 in the Heisman fold. Let's be real. Just getting an invite as a finalist would be incredible. As good as Zach has been as a passer, he owns the highest passing grade of any FBS quarterback, according to Pro Football Focus. He also leads the nation, as far as quarterbacks go, in rushing touchdowns with seven. That's continuity, baby. Yoli Childs is a projected second-round pick in a few mock drafts, as high as 52 with Yahoo Sports slash Roto World. Number 16, NBADraft.net. The NBA Draft Room, ESPN, and The Athletic don't have him getting drafted. The NBA Draft is November 18th. Prove him wrong, Yoli. Jimmer Fredette led all scores with 28 points in a Shanghai Sharks loss today. Fredette also grabbed 10 rebounds for his first double-double of the new season. The Sharks fall to 3-5 and five after today's setback. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Huge. Massive. Doesn't begin to describe Friday night's showdown between number nine BYU and number 21 Boise State. It is a major turning point game for hopes and dreams of a potentially magical BYU football season. Jerem, what are the consequences of a win and a loss on Friday night? All right, let's walk through it. So, a win. Magical season continues. 8 0 for the fourth time ever. New Year's Six is still possible. BYU's at least in the college football conversation for the playoff, although I don't believe that's real, but it's fun. Validating, amazing win. Finally got one on the blue in the sixth try. That'd be great. Zach Wilson-Heisman conversation continues. I think if BYU loses, perhaps that uh, is dithered a little bit. It's a revenge game for Zach Wilson, so he'd get that win after that disappointing loss as a freshman when he took a sack inside the five. And Utah fans continue to be apoplectic on social media. If, <laughs> if BYU loses, magical season over. New York, New York Six probably isn't possible, right? College football playoff discussion absolutely ends. BYU feels somewhat fake with a loss in the biggest game of the year a little bit, right? Um, 0-6 on the blue. Heisman conversation loses heat with Zach. And then Utah fans continue to be apoplectic on social media. So either way, Utah fans are going to be apoplectic. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah, can't wait for that. Someone tweeted... <laughs> BYU hasn't played anybody this year, like a U fan. And a BYU fan said, you literally haven't played anyone this year. <laughs> that was funny. That was really funny. Well-played response. They, they will this, this week against Arizona. The New Year's Six feels like an absolute lock, assuming BYU does something they've never done before. Beat Boise on the blue. This is a top 25 showdown made to order for BYU to prove a point. This is the litmus test that everyone's been asking for. We thought... Maybe it was Houston, and it was to a degree, because BYU faced some real adversity for the first time against Houston all season long, and they came back, ended up winning that game by 17-plus. Poetic, right? Based on where that whole conversation started. Look at us throwing up the New Year's Six Bulls. It feels like an absolute lock if BYU takes down a ranked Boise team on their field, because then again, BYU's three best wins would be on the road at Navy, at Houston, at Boise State. In reverse order of what you just said, too. Yeah. There's some meat on the bone there. 
So the Cougars also probably climb one to two spots in the AP poll. They're number nine. They could be as high as number seven or eight because Georgia plays Florida. Number five plays eight. One of those teams is going to lose. Whoever loses is going to drop below BYU if the Cougars beat a ranked team on the road. So that at least one will spot, happen. Yeah. BYU will yeah. climb at least one spot. Who knows what Cincinnati does uh, against Houston this week. The AAC and, can get weird. And prepare yourself for BYU not to climb very much higher. There's just not much room to go. There's not much room to go. And slash, BYU's not going to be ahead of, you know, the top four or five. Like, Cincy at six is based on Cincy being good the last couple of years. Wisconsin's not going anywhere because they're not playing games. They could go backwards a little bit by having no games. Which they did. They dropped a spot. BYU climbed to number nine this yeah. week. Yeah, and BYU's in danger of doing that later, which we've talked about. What's incredible is BYU has climbed in every single poll thus far, and that trend will continue even though there's not much room if they take care of Boise State. So, yeah, I'd like to see BYU make history. With a loss, any college football playoff talk vanishes like a mist in the wind. I mean, it is as fast as it shows. Oh, we are as dust in the wind. It is gone, baby. Like, BYU has to do that to remain relevant. They'll be ranked in the college football playoff poll. but In that conversation. But to be be in the playoff conversation? Right. They'll still be relevant with the loss. New Year's Six? I don't think is 100% off the table if BYU plays a close game and loses and BYU is able to add a game of some relevance on either November 28th or December 5th to regain some credibility to. back. They would have to. They, they have no shot if they don't add a good game. Yeah, and by lo- good game, I mean a ranked opponent. A loss to Boise State would then really put some urgency in that. Okay, we've right. got to go find somebody. And I don't, yeah, I don't think New Year's Six is going to happen if BYU loses. Like it's they don't, they're not going to reward a team like BYU that's literally played zero Power Fives to get in that large bid with one loss. I just don't see it. Okay, topic two: Does margin matter on Friday? In a win for BYU, absolutely not. BYU is a two-point favorite. So already the experts and friends in the desert say that this is going to be a very close game. And why wouldn't they? It's been a close game four out of the five times these teams have played on the blue. Three of those games have come down to one point. Unfortunately for BYU fans, those have all been in a loss. And Zach Wilson, as a freshman, had the ball on the three-yard line on the final play of the game with a chance to win that game. It's probably going to be close. If BYU wins, great. Get me out of there. One-point win, 10-point win, 20-point win, whatever. 20-point win, that'd be incredible. If BYU does win by 20, then there's some real juice about this team. Then that college football playoff conversation gets even louder, specifically from the national analysts. But in terms of, like, matter, just win. Just win the game. Now, if BYU loses close, and I talked about this just a moment ago, then maybe the drop isn't as significant in the rankings, albeit it will be very disappointing because – The magic is gone a little bit. What BYU can't do is get blown out. They cannot get blown out. BYU loses this game by three scores. Then it's all smoke and mirrors, and it was fun while we... BYU would look really fake. It would look really fake. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my initial inclination is, no, 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 just win. It does not matter, but margin does matter in this because if BYU wins convincingly, that says something. If BYU loses convincingly, that also says something. So I, I think the margin will matter. Again, this is one of my, one of my like core principles here. Losers talk about margin, right? Um, but if BYU wins by a bunch, that would do some good. It really would. But at the end of the day, 
just win by one plus because this is Boise State. BYU's never won up there. Boise State is ranked. I'll say it again. If Boise State had played BYU's schedule this year, they would be ranked ninth like BYU. I'm not exactly sure that BYU is uh, significantly better than Boise State. It feels like a fair fight. It feels like a really good matchup. And there are things that stick out about Boise State that BYU can take advantage of. We'll address that later in the show. But this is a fun one, man. This is exactly what we want out of this game. An opportunity to make a statement. And of all the series that BYU has scheduled, this is the one that I love the most. BYU is basically playing Boise State until the rapture. And I really love that because they should. It's a regional rivalry. Boise State is the new BYU. What BYU did in the 80s is what Boise State did in the 2000s and, and early then. And they are trying to get back to traditional Boise State, which is we don't really lose. And if we do, we lose one game. Last year they lost twice. Boise State can do to BYU, by the way, what BYU did to Boise State. Boise State was ranked 14th. They were undefeated, 6-0 at the time, thinking they were going to be a New Year's Six we're team. We're going to take your money. And it wasn't even hard. Baylor Romney and Sione Fina beat Boise State. I kid. But that was a big, big win for BYU. Cougars were 2-4 and four at the time. Kalani Stake, is he going to be renewed or not? That was a massive game. Now it's a massive game for both because Boise State's probably thinking, listen, we might be able to shoot up the polls ourselves passing uh, Marshall and Coastal Carolina, and they would need some help with Cincinnati to lose probably, you know, maybe twice. They put themselves right back in the yes. New Year's Six conversation with the win against BYU. If I'm Boise State, I'm going, oh, how the turns table. This like is exactly why said. the game was scheduled, because both teams have potentially a lot to gain. That's why it works. That's and, why they agree to and this. And BYU has yet to really show up in this fight at the same level that Boise State has. BYU's not been a ranked team coming into the contest where it really mattered, right? First time that both teams and, have been ranked yes. in this game. There's an element of Gonzaga-BYU home game here. Big game means a lot for both, means more to BYU, uh, trying to do something you haven't done in a little while. There's an element of that. There's not the finality of senior night, but a lot of that is like, oh, this feels like that up there. We'll get into uh, some more details later in the week of, you know, what else is on the line. One thing we didn't mention is the Zach Wilson-Heisman story. I mean, we've talked about voting for him outside the show, but he can help his Heisman campaign yeah, does, with a good performance against what people are going to say is clearly the best team that BYU has faced. Does, do do uh, finalists but not the winner have Heisman moments as well? I've not thought about that. I've only thought about the winner typically. But Because I, I don't believe that Zach Wilson will win the Heisman. But if he can be a finalist, that would be unbelievable. I just want him to be a top 10 guy. Yeah. Like, he's pacing for top five. See, and I know that you feel strongly that Boise State would be on par with BYU had they played the same schedule. I don't know that I'm bought in on that in terms of Boise going on the road to a team like Houston and having to deal with a team that uh, has played as the similar number of games but on the road like that. Like, it... To me, Boise, they gave up 400-plus yards against Air Force. Their defense a little banged up. They're a good team, but I don't know that they – I don't think that they are on an even playing field with BYU right now. I still think BYU is just a hair better than, than Boise State, which is why they're favored on the road. All I saw this last week was that they became the winningest program in college football history, and I was like, oh, yeah, Boise State. Great. Awesome. You beat Utah State, who is <laughs> terrible, and an Air Force team that had 10 players opt out because of COVID. So – 
I don't know that Boise State has done we, much either. We, we talk a lot for a team that went four, seven, and seven wins the last three years. That's it's, all I'm saying. It's about this year. It's about the team that's, that's seven all and I'm has saying. the Heisman candidates ranked in the They've top They've been there, done that. We're showing up to the party being a loudmouth. We've got to be you, careful I'm just saying, like, yeah, I know. You're giving, you're, giving them a lot, you're giving them a lot of credit. But, yeah, I am going to be loud. They deserve credit. I, I'm going to be loud. Like, for them to criticize BYU's schedule, what have they done they, this year? Who is doing that? Boise they're, State fans. They're, they're, uh, ignore the Cougar board, the Bronco board guys. Come on, man. Okay, check your mentions, and you do that as well. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Boise State deserves respect. BYU's showing up to the party. They're new to this. Our question of the day, what are the consequences of a win and a loss on Friday versus Boise State? Huge turning point game. Let's hear from you, BYUSN and Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Calvin Wells on Twitter. Well, it's pretty simple. Win BYU State's top 10 and pretty much earns a New Year's Six at-large slot if BYU wins the remaining couple of games. They're going to be northern, North Alabama. Yeah, no question. North Alabama. San Diego State's better than you think. San Diego State's a good team. They were picked to win their division in the Mountain West. Calvin, Calvin Wells continues. Lose and BYU craters into the 20 to 25 range in the rankings. No New Year's Six. BYU would be playing Ooh, a lower that. tier bowl game after a good but not great season. That, that, you think BYU would fall 11 spots? No. I, I don't. It, maybe it, if they lose by 20. Right. Maybe. But I don't know, man. By the way, the Mountain West is one big group this year, you know, after the original idea. Uh, coming up, the weather forecast in Boise on Friday calls for what? An SB Nation editor and BYU hype train co-conductor. He is an NFL draft insider. Cam Meller rejoins the program. Choo-choo! This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, after further review, recaps the West Kentucky 31-point win and reveals the keys to victory. Friday night at Boise State, it's on at 7 Eastern on the UATF. Give me those keys. We are live election day in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. There's a long-time running joke that news people in a newsroom finally understand what a, a usual sports night is like. When election day comes around. Yeah, breaking news, live coverage. Sports it's changing. Like, that's literally every game. Every stinking night for the sports team when yeah. games are happening late. and That's why sports are, are awesome, changing. man. Yes. I love to sport. The one true reality. I love sports ball. Hey, returning to the show, longtime Zach Wilson fan and oh, yeah. true blue BYU Sports Nation amigo, Cam Meller, an NFL draft insider from SB Nation, joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Cam, welcome back to the show. Uh, thanks for having me back. It feels like it's been a little too long. It feels like we've gone too many amazing Zach throws without uh, having me on. But, you know, I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. We'll have some more on Friday, I guarantee. Cam, how is the view from the front of the BYU football hype train right now? Oh, it's clear and beautiful, and it's just, I, you know, the steam behind us is just kind of crazy, in my opinion. There's too many members on the train at this point. It's getting a little loud, but, you know, I wouldn't have it any, any other way at this point of the season. Okay, I think it was, when did this all start? Was it last summer you talked about Zach's uh, season, and you said, okay, there were nine picks, but only three were his fault or something, and we were like, well, what? And we broke down, that down, and it was like, okay, Cam is at the front of the Zach Wilson hype train. Now, we thought that he would yeah. be improved, healthier, junior, third year in the same system with the same OC. But what he's done this year is beyond our wildest expectations. Did you expect this level of Zach Wilson? 
No. And I think I can put that nicely. I expected more of the high level play with less of the low level play, so to speak. There were those moments. I mean, we all saw it last year where, you know, he looked like he forced throws. It looked like he took a little bit too much off throws at times or was not fully in tune with the offense. I did not expect all of those to go away over a stretch of seven games like that, like we've seen from him so far. And so it's warranted this hype train. Uh, it's warranted that we've seen this now two years in a row with the quarterbacks that were off of the NFL draft board, so to speak, or a long shot. Eventually when they came out, Joe Burrow rises to number one, Zach, we're seeing now it transformed into Zach as a potential day two guy. And now people I've seen day, you know, top five picks at this point that we're talking for Zach. So, I mean, it's getting a little crazy. It's getting a little awesome to be honest though. Cam, what level of vindication do you feel in regard to Zach Wilson after telling us he's a surefire NFL quarterback when, let's face it, you face some heat and Zach defenders face some heat last year after an inconsistent season? Yeah, the, my heart is full of vindication at this point, I think. I think it's, there's, there's no better way to put it besides that. I, I love the kid. I love his level of play that he's shown this year, but I just – the great throws that you saw, those are throws that are not a college quarterback making those throws. That's last year, the year before. It's this year, every game. It's NFL throws, and that's the vindication I think stems there is that it's this isn't just a meteoric rise through seven games. This is sustainable play that he can have at the next level as a starting quarterback. Which is gnarly because when you think about it, we're talking about an incompletion he threw on Saturday like it was a completion. <laughs> like that's the le- – right? The throw to Keanu Hill – he steps up in the pocket. He made a he made a similar throw against USC to Gunnar Romney, but it was underthrown. This time it's perfectly placed. Keanu Hill doesn't make the catch. He will in the next couple of years, right? But, I mean, people are, people are noticing. So what is it about his ability to make off-platform throws and different angles that is impressing people at every level now? It's the ball placement. You know, you can make those throws. You can sling it. You, we've seen uh, – Take Josh Allen, for instance, in the NFL. The guy has the biggest arm, the best arm, maybe besides Patrick Mahomes. And if they may, maybe they're tied, what separates him and Mahomes is that Allen does not place those balls perfectly off platform. Mahomes has these moments, you know, an underhand hook, or he's throwing these lob shots that he's perfectly placing and throwing receivers open. Zach has that this season. And it's those moments that, that were there last year. I mean, the Hawaii game last year, the pick that he threw that was perfectly placed into the receiver's hands that bet, clanged off the face mask, essentially, that was a pure placement, NFL-level placement throw, and that's, I think, what has to be taking people aback. Everybody knew he had the zip, he had the arm strength, he had the mobility, he had the athleticism. This year, though, it's off-platform throws that are perfectly placed to where only his receivers have the chance to make the catches. Cam Miller, NFL Draft Insider for SB Nation with us on BYU Sports Nation. Where does Zach Wilson rank right now among the elite quarterbacks like Clemson's Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields of Ohio State, and Mac Jones of Alabama? He's right there with them. I think they each do something very particularly, extremely well, very particularly a little bit different, though. Fields gets knocked because people want to call him this dual threat. He's actually a pure, amazing pocket passer who is probably, besides Dylan Gabriel at UCF, the best pure passer to the outside of the numbers. Lawrence, we all know Lawrence is Lawrence. Mac Jones is right there with Zach as the best deep thrower in college football, but Zach's doing it with no knock to the receivers he's got, but he's not doing it with five-star kids that are going to be the top 10 picks at receivers. So Zach being a pure, he's up there. I mean, he's probably third behind Lawrence and Fields, in my opinion, as a college football player, NFL draft pick, and just overall quarterback this level. So that's definitely first round. Let's talk about this because what Zach is doing 
seems somewhat tied to BYU's relevance. So if BYU was 4-3, and three, we're not talking about Zach in the same ilk probably, but if, if BYU does stumble at some point, do you still feel like if Zach's playing at a high level, he'll be first round regardless? How, like The ceiling is high, but it feels like at worst he'd be a day two guy maybe? At worst, they'd have to lose, I think, every game on the schedule, and they would have to be Zach's fault at this point for him to fall out of the first round, I think. Wow. I think that there is enough on the board right now from these first few weeks, these first throws, the first seven games, that he's done enough, in my opinion, that if he sat down and didn't play another down of football, that's it for him. He's already in. He's, he'll have a combine. He'll have a whole lot of information that he can also then talk to the coaches what quarterback coach, what GM, what head coach is not going to be impressed when they actually have the interviews with him too. So he's done enough, I think, to continue and stay in that first round no matter what happens. What questions or concerns uh, are there about Zach at this point as it pertains to the NFL? I think just injuries and whether or not it's that continuity in the offense that we've seen him. It's not ever guaranteed that a coordinator stays the same. We saw a kid like Jameis Winston you know, five OCs in five years, and it never stuck for him. That's why he's no longer with the Bucks. He's a backup in New Orleans. Like, we've seen that. So I think continuity in offense, how quickly he can pick up a playbook with meetings, but then the injury health as well. I think you got to make sure, you know, do the due, due diligence to make sure that he's fully intact, so to speak, but also ready to go at the next level. The NFL draft talk is very exciting for Zach Wilson, his family, BYU fans. Albeit, some BYU fans are hoping that he comes back to BYU for another that year. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. <laughs> Yes, for selfish reasons. But in the here and now, it's the Heisman conversation, Cam. So what does Zach need to do to secure status as a Heisman finalist? He needs a little bit of help. He needs some of those amazing deep downfield throws to be caught. He needs a couple of more 65-yard bombs that he's throwing in the air on on a rope to his receivers to be caught. He needs a few more of those, I think. I think he also needs to run through this Boise state team. And then he needs to look into December and run through that talented San Diego state defense too. So I think that we're on, we're at this point now that it's there. The he's secured an invite to New York in non COVID times when, you know, you could do that and have your families there in the Wilsons are in New York at this point. It's just a matter of making sure he stays relevant through the talented defenses that he's got on the rest of the schedule and getting, you know, maybe a couple of, couple of catches on some of those pretty awesome throws downfield. Maybe it's a Zoom call this year. You know, maybe it's a virtual New York experience. I hope it's actual, but uh, I'm, I'm wondering about that. And then quarantining, and eh, it's probably virtual, right? But I, I want to ask you about uh, his throw. So he's had so many that were crazy impressive. What's the one that really sticks out for you that if you could only show one play of Zach Wilson to make your point as the leader of the Zach Wilson hype train, what is it? It's, it's the one against Texas State where he's crossing – He's almost to the numbers at the 50. And I had an argument with Ryan Leaf about how far it was. And we went into the Pythagorean theorem about how many <laughs> yards in the air that thing was. Ryan Leaf said it was 50. It was actually 63. They did the whole thing on the broadcast, yeah. how far it was. It's that. It's 63 and a half. I said 65, but that's just because of maybe where he released it. Well, we can, you can discuss that at any moment. Needless to say, if it was the price is right, I would have been over. But any other normal thing, I was a little bit closer than Ryan Leaf's 50 yards. So it's that <laughs> throw against Texas State where he just uncorks that beautiful pass i mean that's it doesn't get much better than that cam let's put you on record for zach wilson and byu here if you so dare make a case for byu to make the college football playoff as the fourth team cincinnati has to lose i think that's where we're at i think cincinnati has to lose cincinnati has maybe the best defense in the group of five that we've seen ever in the group of five defense this is a very talented defense they win 
where you need to win in college football this year, this level, this generation. If they lose, they still have the meat of their schedule and a very talented UCF team that's given them trouble in the past. So I think they need to lose, but lose probably pretty handily. And I think at that point, you're looking at a team that's jumping into the top five and has every every right to be in the conversation for the college football playoff. You live in Ohio. What's the vibe there as it pertains to Cincinnati? Because maybe there's going to be two teams from Ohio. Yeah, uh, so I li- I've lived in Cincinnati. I live in Columbus now. Nobody cares about the Bearcats. I, I, <laughs> I like them. I love going to Nippert. Nippert's a fun stadium. It's a fun venue. You know, you walk into the stadium and walk down. It's really cool. You feel like you're surrounded by the team in the city. It's really neat, but nobody cares. I mean, that's why Fickle will be gone, in my opinion, at the end of the year. It's all Ohio State. You know, there was when the Big Ten season was canceled, I can't tell you how many people I talked to that said, well, I'm not watching college football this season. And then, you know, Big Ten comes back, and all of a sudden you see nothing but scarlet and gray everywhere. (laughs) Okay, BYU and Boise State, and we'll finish with this. Friday night, massive matchup, obviously. Uh, Winning at Boise State is respected by everybody nationally. It's so hard to do that. Um, What what do you think BYU needs to do to come out with a win in that one? Zach will play a great game. I'm not worried about their secondary. I honestly think the biggest mismatch so far is their defensive front. Their front seven has allowed – Utah State to run and look like an okay team. They allowed, what, almost seven yards a carry against Air Force. So, obviously, I know Air Force is their rushing attack. They do their thing. But to allow seven, almost seven yards a carry, uh, you know, this offensive line should manhandle that front four and even get to the second level pretty easy. So, I like both running backs to have a big game. And Zach even maybe in some design carries, too. So, I, I like, you know, that's probably the biggest underrated mismatch for this BYU team. Cam, we're working on getting you a Zach Wilson figurine to add to your collection back there process is uh ongoing so stand by for that fair enough he'd go right he'd go very well right next to kramer i have my byu stickers i got the byu flag i got the signed poster i got it off here <laughs> you know people probably think I, I went there or something i don't know when they see they see <laughs> my yard sign it's pretty cool just start telling people you're a mormon you know, they'll believe you <laughs> cam thanks I'm for uh, thanks for joining the program man great to catch up with you we'll do it again soon Thanks for having me, as always, guys. You got a Cam Meller of SB Nation on the he's Deseret on. First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show him. He's on board. Just, yeah, I went on a mission to uh, Guatemala. Yeah, I went to BYU. Yeah. Got a poli-sci degree. <laughs> he'd fit right in, man. <laughs> Coming up, receiver Dax Milne on his breakout season and the mega matchup with Boise State. Plus, BYU scoring 44 points a game. What do you expect them to do against Boise State on the blue? Are you going 40-plus there? This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Tonight on BYU Football with Kleins, Take and the coach discusses how the Cougars pull off the win on Boise Friday night. Brady Christensen, the subject of Deep Blue. Harvey Unger, running back's coach, is the, the coach guest. 30 Eastern tonight on the app. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Happy Election Day from BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Brand presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. Vegas has Zach Wilson with the fourth best odds to win the Heisman, 30 to 1. Will he finish top four in the Heisman? Yes, especially if he beats Boise State on Friday nights with a huge national audience watching on Fox Sports 1 with all of the hype surrounding BYU and Zach. A win would go a long way. BYU finishes undefeated. I don't see Zach dropping out of the top four. He needs another signature win. Got one at Houston, again with an increased audience. Was almost perfect in a couple of games against Louisiana Tech and Troy that helped further the conversation. 
But playing well against Boise will do the most good keeping Zach in the top four. So, yeah, beat Boise, I think you're good. Yeah, the most good is winning, and then BYU stays at the forefront of the conversation. Yeah, four would be awesome. Uh, that, that feels like the probable peak for him, given the Power 5 bias that we addressed earlier in the show. The last time that BYU had someone in the top ten was Ty Demmer's senior year, so it'd be great. It just doesn't happen very often for a group of five players. It's, it's rare. There's like one a year, one every other year, and it, BYU, he's not a group of five player, but... Right, he's an independent. Right. A non-target. Fox Sports tweeted out several of Zach Wilson's passing stats and asked yesterday, is it officially time to put Zach Wilson in the Heisman conversation? Uh, well, is it? Uh, is Fox a month behind? <laughs> Are they using that DSL to uh, connect to the internet? Or what's going on there? Yo, you guys good? Like Fox Sports at, right? at Juno.com. We just barely got the news. I'm pretty sure he's been in it for a while. Listen, I'm, Fox is going to do a wonderful job at this one this Friday night. My guy Aaron Goldsmith. Oh, he's great. He's great. Okay, Klein Stocky says Zane Anderson's a game-time decision. Would 60% Zane Anderson be better than the backups? Mm-mm. A healthy set of backups is better than 60% Zane Anderson because I'm more worried about Zane Anderson's health and potentially hurting himself more when BYU is going to need him in future games. You mean games, San Diego State? San Diego State and the bowl game. Yeah. Like I, I want, Hopefully it's not the Gasparilla. I want Zane Anderson to get healthy. Now, if he's 75%, then it's a different story. Then I'm but like, 74? Oh, no way. Okay. 75% yeah. Zane, yeah, I'd go with that. But if not, Jared Capisi, Hayden Livingston, in a game that's expected to be rainy and cold, fittingly like last year was in Provo, ground and pound, I, I think it's okay for him to sit out. Yeah, I'd hate for him to be a liability back there. So hopefully he's healthy enough to play. And if he is not, get ready for San Diego State. BYU averages 44 points a game on the season. Is the expectation for BYU to score 40-plus against Boise State on Friday night? There have been some bad questions asked here today. That's the worst one. Uh, no, high 20s, low 30s. I think BYU can score Which is score what in it will 30s. feel like in the weather. Yeah, yeah, BYU can score in the 30s against Boise State, especially if it's a slower paced game with a lot of running and if the weather gets really weird. Well, Third, if it's slower paced, there'll be fewer possessions. In the 30s. Okay, uh, Friday night's Boise forecast 39 degrees. It'll feel like 29 and a 60% chance of rain. Will that help or hurt Brigham? We just talked about a little this a little bit. I think it helps BYU because I think I agree with Cam Miller in the biggest discrepancy being BYU's. Offensive line against a depleted of sorts BYU or a Boise State defensive front. They just lost their stud defensive end, Dimitri Washington. He might be their best defensive player overall. Do we know he's out? He's gone for the season. Oh, Brian he's done Harsin for the season. This morning, oh, gosh. unfortunately, he is done for the season. Oh, that's terrible news. That will help BYU's cause in a game if it's muddy and wet and cold and the run game up front. I think it's turf, so it won't be muddy. True. True statement. <laughs> BYU's offensive line needs to take advantage of this. Yeah. I, listen, Air Force ran for a lot. That's what they do. 6.6 a carry, but they were playing from behind. And so Boise State was going to allow a few more yards than it would normally, right? It wasn't a neck-and-neck game. Boise State led, like, the whole time. But, uh, yeah, BYU can run the ball effectively. Listen, that'll make it easier for Zach Wilson to complete passes. That's what he does. BYU will wear white on white with royal trim out of all of the uniform options. Royal and Royal, White on Royal, Navy on Navy, Royal on Navy, or White on White. What's your favorite uniform combo? Probably even more than that, right? Um, I like the uh, I like the White on Royal with Royal trim and Royal face mask. And let's be clear, so what, white white jerseys, blue yes, pants. Okay. What BYU is doing, at Royal specifically, is White on White on Blue on Blue on Blue. Mm-hmm. That's what BYU is doing. I think I I think I follow on that. the Blue. 
I like any combination that involves royal blue for BYU. Amen. It just looks really cool. I don't hate navy. I just like royal blue. Yeah, it just pops. There's just something special about it. Nostalgic. The homies at uh, KSLSports.com, this was not paid for by Spencer, compiled Yoli Child's mock drafts. He's as high as number 40, as low as undrafted. What's the most realistic option? I think Yoli has played himself into a late second round pick because of the lower number of European and international entrants. So thanks, COVID. I think there are just fewer options. I will never thank COVID for anything. And Except for the schedule. in a weird year, Yoli is ultra impressive in interviews. So interviews take on added significance when teams are contacting you more over Zoom and they have to do it that way to get to know you. His combine numbers and measurables will help, specifically his vertical leap, which was off the charts good and would have ranked number one among all power forwards last year. So, yeah, Rim, pick 55 for me. Yeah, hopefully uh, he's drafted. That'd be great. It's been a minute for BYU. What, Jimmy Fredette? Right? Um, hopefully it's a great fit. If that's better undrafted, then I would hope for that. Just stay away from the Knicks, right? No Knicks. Any, anybody else is okay? Probably. <laughs> Coming up, the top five moments for BYU and one against on- Boise State. This is true. And one-on-one with BYU receiver Dax Milne. When does the football conversation end as a roommate of Zach Wilson and how much does that loss in 2018 against Boise State impact the Cougars' preparation? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Listen, the BYU women's soccer team is so good, we're doing a second scrimmage for them. Tomorrow night, 8 Eastern, on the BYU TV app as the team prepares for a unique 2021 season after an Elite <laughs> 8 run in 2019. They will have played twice in 2021, we think. They're going to play spring and fall. The 2019 season, and they're getting ready for the 2021 season. Which 2021 season, we'll ask later. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. It is now our time to turn attention to Dax Milne, who has ascended to bona fide offensive star for this BYU offense. Precision route running, great hands, leads the Cougars in receiving yards. Yet he's just still Dax, and it remains low-key. One-on-one BYU Sports Nation all-access with Dax Mill. Dax, there have been so many unforgettable, memorable moments during the 2020 football season for BYU thus far. If you had to pick one as your favorite, what would it be? Oh, man. Favorite moment. Um, I think... For me, it was just the first time that we were able to have fans at Houston and at home. I think it's my favorite moment, just seeing Cougar Nation just out there. It's a, it was fun. It certainly brings a different energy, that's for sure. Uh, the fact that you are roommates with Zach Wilson comes up often on broadcast. Not as often as Zach's trips to California come up, but it still comes up quite a bit. What's life like in an apartment with Zach Wilson during football season? During football season, well... Football does not end after practice. Um, it definitely carries over when we get back at the house. He's he's on the phone talking to coaches or his dad, and it's just sometimes I'm like Zach, just let's just take a break from football for a sec. But um, after that, then it's all fun. You know, you mentioned we play ping pong and just watch movies and stuff. There's only one thing that slows it down, right? The Bachelorette. Right. Naturally, naturally for a guy like Zach. 
All right, Dax, when I say number nine BYU at number one or number 21, rather, Boise State, what's the first thing that goes through your mind? Uh, rivalry. That's the first thing that goes in my mind. Um, you know, rankings don't really uh, mean much to me. I just know that they're a great team. We're a great team, and I'm just excited for it. What memories do you have of the 2018 game that came down to the last series, ultimately BYU losing that game 21-16 when uh, you and Zach were freshmen in 2018? Yeah, uh, that that game is is it's it stings because I hate thinking about it. Um, I mean, I didn't have too much of a contribution in a freshman year in that game, but um, I know I know Zach Zach did and and. It, I'm sure he thinks about it a lot, and so it'll it'll be good. How much do memories like that impact your emotions and preparation going into a Friday night showdown like this? Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't think about it 24/7, but like you know, there's times where you where it crosses your mind, and it and it just um, I think it just kind of changes uh, my mindset a little bit, and just. Uh, you know, it gets me extra focused, whether it's just doing film or, or out there on practice, in practice, just a, it's a motivating factor. When you look at the 2020 season and see seven and zero top 10 ranking, and clearly there has been a step forward as a BYU football team from the previous two seasons of going seven and six, what has made the difference? Mm. Yeah. The biggest difference I think is just, um, off season and then and, and during the season uh, just focusing on being a consistent team and and just eliminating uh, mistakes that are just easily avoidable and because in the past like we've been a good team it's just there's just been some just some small things that we needed to fix and I think we're kind of getting a hold of that uh, now and just building on it. BYU junior wide receiver Dax Milne with us on BYU Sports Nation. When Boise State uh, is in the rankings and on the blue, obviously the nation is going to pay a lot of attention to what they do as a team. But in your preparations for them, what do you know about their specific squad this year? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, they have an experienced defense. That's the first thing that I notice is when looking at their their depth, um, uh, especially their secondary, they're all – if they're not seniors, they're they're either redshirt juniors or or seniors, and so I know that they've played a lot of football and and uh, they know what they're doing. So uh, I think that we need to um, realize that in uh, in game plan game plan for an experienced defense. All right, Dax. We'll finish with this. Uh, thanks to election day, preparation time is at a premium this uh, week, and it's expedited. So how do you overcome that? Uh, yeah, it's, it's super weird. Um, but yeah, I think we're just going to today just do what we can and, uh, just put our head down and grind as hard as we can. Um, and then Tuesday just, you know, it's unfortunate, but I think we'll still do what we can, whether it's watching film, get our own lifts in, um, and, uh, come, come travel time. We'll be ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Dax Milne. He has officially graduated to Bonafide Star from Underappreciated Player. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for Boise State, my friend. We'll see you up in uh, Idaho. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. The karma is transferred. Dax Milne on the Deseret Still First Credit that. Union Hotline. Sure. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Dax Milne's sixth in the country with 706 receiving yards, and he crossed 1,000 career yards, which is pretty gnarly. So did Gunnar Romney. 
uh, in the last game. 706. 706 is pretty gnarly. Is he going to get a foul in an abbreviated season of sorts? I mean, if it was a full season, would he get 1,200? I mean, he's, he's uh, had a tremendous season. You called him the most underappreciated player on the team. I mean, he's, yeah, he came out of nowhere. Literally, he was like the sixth receiver on the team. And now he's the number one in yards and touchdowns, which is pretty gnarly. How about that? Good for Dax, and good that he's got a scholarship now. Absolutely, yep. And he got that after his freshman year, so it's been a minute. Coming up, who wants to be listed 20 pounds heavier? (laughs) Plus, Top 5 Tuesday presents the Top 5 BYU-Boise State Rivalry football moments. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio applications. And uh, download the podcast. It's very nice. Uh, You can subscribe, rate, and review after you Google BYU Sports Nation. For Tuesday's top five, naturally, bearing down on BYU Boise State, we want to relive the greatest moments in this now established rivalry. No, no, we don't. I I think it's established now. BYU moments. We're not doing both sides. Presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. (laughs) Learn more at Bodyguards.com. Okay, number five. These are BYU moments. This is BYU TV. 2004, Matt Payne brought the boom against Boise State. Punt return to Chris Carr. Not once, but twice in the same game. Who knows if this is targeting today, but it was incredible. He later misses a would-be game-winning field goal, but let's forget about that part. Payne had 25 career tackles, by the way. He shoots up and just lays the wood against Chris Carr. I mean, that was incredible. And then, okay, this is not a replay. This is a different play. (laughs) In the third quarter, after BYU stalls early on, Chris Carr's like, I'm getting past this guy again. No, you're not! Pain train! Pain train! Probably targeting today, but who cares? I love it. Hate the dude lost the game by one, but love the play. Number four, rewind to last year. BYU with your typical double reverse flea flicker, whatever you want to call it. It ends in a 39-yard touchdown catch from Matt Bushman, his second touchdown in a two-minute span. BYU's up 28-10. to 10. They were 2-4 and four playing with their third-string quarterback. They would hold on to win 28-25, spoiling Boise State's bid at a perfect season and all that money in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Number three. One of the best interception returns you'll ever see. Fred Warner at Boise State, 2016. One of six takeaways for the defense that that night. Cougars still lost, but this was amazing. He avoids nine Broncos. In fact, he avoids everyone with Boise State. All the fans, everybody. Flag on the play. Didn't matter. He should have gone out of bounds three times there. Dives for the touchdown. This is unbelievable. Brett Rippon, still in the NFL, by the way, throws his pick. Fred Warner, considered by several people, the best linebacker in the NFL best now. Best backer in ball. Thank you, Tony Romo. Number two, record-setting moment for wide receiver Cody Hoffman. In the largest BYU victory of the BYU Boys State Series, Hoffman is his 31st career touchdown catch, passing Austin Colley atop the list. Hoffman hit this mark just one week after breaking Dennis Pitta's record for career receptions. <laughs> Dennis. Hoffman holds the record at BYU for receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. Well done. Cody Hoffman's the man. From Taysom Hill, by the way. Pretty awesome. And the number one moment is an incredible moment. 2015 freshman quarterback 
Kenner Mangum, fresh off the Nebraska Hail Mary, plays the team he rooted for growing up in Eagle. Another miracle heave on fourth and seven to Mitchell Jorgens, the shortest man on the field. Starman catches the ball. BYU takes the lead. Then the punctuation. Kainakua with his third pick of the game. Manoa Pikula celebrates right there, doesn't run up and help. But Kainakua says, you know where I'm going? Where mama keeps the cookies. <laughs> Touchdown! <laughs> and the rapture almost ensued. Oh, the hype. The hype. So awesome. So loud. That is one of the greatest moments in Lavelle Edwards Stadium history. Yes. I mean, I mean it's it's got to be top five, top ten. It's somewhere in there. Oh, Pretty awesome. Getting chills thinking about Kinda it. Kind of cool guy. again. As many cookies as he wanted then. <laughs> what are the consequences of a win and loss on Friday against number 21 Boise State? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Jeff Johnson adds on Twitter. What's up, Jeff? Win. The BYU hype train rolls on. Lose. Major hype train wreck. Yeah. No pressure or anything, though. Major pressure. Let's go. Otis Henson also adds. What's up, Otis? Otis. Loss. I told you so. Win. We want Bama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. No. Uh, today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Mine goes to Wes Wright, number 37, who I tweeted, looks like he always is ready to party with that hair the night at the Roxbury dance yep. that's still in the college game day open, by the way. Um, he quoted the tweet and said, please tell them to change my weight. I'm 195, y'all, I swear. Uh, that's a graphic from a Coordinator's Corner. Apparently, he needs to talk to these sports information people. But look at that hair, man. He looks like he's always ready to party. Well done, Wes. <clears throat> well done. My rise and shout-out goes to uh, a strange story in the Netherlands. A subway train drove through a security stop at a station but made a perfect landing on the tail of a whale. <laughs> <laughs> what? Eight meters in the air, so 25 feet in the air. That's incredible. Nobody was injured. That's amazing. We wouldn't be mentioning it if someone was Hurrah hurt. for something positive amidst an accident in 2020. So, uh, I love, yeah, well, well done. I love a clean accident where no one gets hurt <laughs> on a whale. Sheesh. What in the world? Our thanks to today's The train guest. derailed? De- oh, oh, there, there have been so I'm many out. good comments. That was so good, I'm out. Walk off. See ya. Yeah, it's you been really out. fluky. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. Ran out of time for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Micah Hanneman. AFR and BYU football with Kalani Satake tonight on the app starting at 6.